Kate B going to go to Stevenage now, and uh, what a woman. Uh, she started the Friday meeting, the women's meeting, and she's fucking always helping out with the mums meetings. And yeah, great to know her. Great that she's a part of Tosnua. And fucking let her talk. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, um, okay, yeah, so I'm Kate. Super mega addict in loads of ways, um, including alcohol. So um, when I came to recovery, I was 27. I've been sober for seven and a half years. Uh, Jeb, that's 2,880 days. I just checked for you. Yeah, and it's been pretty fucking hard, actually, a lot of the time. Um, but it's been brilliant. So uh, looking back over basically my whole life, it's clear to me now that I was really looking for connection. I grew up in, like my home was very disconnected. My parents weren't addicts or alcoholics, but they were love addicts. So I, I was neglected in that way. Uh, my parents were always off pursuing relationships and things like that. So I'm also like an adult child and all that sort of thing. Cause um, you know, I, my needs weren't met in that way. And at the age of 14, I found myself living on my own and, that, and it wasn't a great start <laughs> for a 14 year old girl you could probably imagine you I attracted the wrong kind of people um and just ended up starting to use and drink and get into really shitty situations unfortunately for me I wasn't one of these people that had like a good few years or a good decade are uh, unfortunately for me my drinking had crap consequences straight away, as you could probably imagine for a 14 year old child. And it was because I was looking for connections. I was looking for a group. I was looking for a family. I was looking for a dad, or I was looking for a sister or a best friend or a mum. And um, I would just like take them wherever I could. And they was, it was never in good places because when you're like damaged and hurt and up shit street you tend to meet other people that are in that situation as well don't you and so I didn't meet healthy people <laughs> so um yeah I had always been I'm going to try and stay on topic because I also have ADHD so I, I go off I could I can either talk for two minutes or like four hours so I tried to stay focused I was meant to set a timer and I forgot um so I always was really jealous of people I had this boyfriend once in school and they were a really churchy family so I was like I'll be really churchy and like went to church with them and was like this is it and I was just so like I felt like finally we've got like this group where you walk into the church and everyone's like oh chats to you and they take your kids off and and I was like okay I'll believe in Jesus and stuff then even though like I never ever did it was just I just wanted to belong I just wanted to feel like part of their club and inevitably relationships would break down and I'd be chucked out of that club or chucked out like <laughs> at one point I went out of a hell's angels a hell's angel so then I was like I'm a hell's angel I found my club I found my group I found my family and uh that wasn't a great one either <laughs> oh my god it was ridiculous then I came hit my rock bottom by this point I had two kids I was a single parent and my rock bottom, just quickly, was a night where I blacked out on the sofa. I was a 24-7 drinker. I blacked out on the sofa and my son, who was six, went missing. He let himself out the house. 
he was six mummy couldn't wake mummy up and he went missing and my two-year-old was asleep on the sofa next to me anyway it was terrifying so I was running around the street where's my baby where's my baby and my neighbor had taken him in and he was safe and he was asleep and uh I was really angry at her for taking in my child because I was like, how dare you? She wouldn't give him back. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have given him back either. But at the time, I was just so like, how dare you? Um, but that, it was a Sunday. And I got in after being told that I couldn't have my child back. And I was just like, what the fuck? I'd never, it never occurred to me in this whole time of drinking since I was like 13 that alcohol was a problem for me until that particular night. And I rung that AA helpline and spoke to some like old man in Scotland. And then fast forward to the next Friday and I was sitting in my first AA meeting. And uh, unfortunately for me, not unfortunately, I don't know. My first meeting was in like this proper churchy church, yeah, that had rows and rows of people. It had a table at the front that had like one of them thing with all the candles off it. They're all lit and there was people at the front. And I felt like we were going to like sacrifice a goat or something, right? And it was so churchy. It was unreal. And I thought, are we going to start singing? I just didn't know because and I just thought, fucking hell, I've come full set and back round to like the God thing. But I really was so, I knew I was going to die, basically. I was really physically unwell, as well as all the other ways that I was unwell. And um, so I got a sponsored and everything and I did like step free on my knees in her living room, like on a pillow. We both got down on one of her little cushions off of her sofa and did the step free prayer. And I just felt like a total prick. But I was just like, I'm just going to have to do it because this is what I'm being told to do. And I really liked my sponsor. She was a really cool woman. And I thought, I'm just going to have to do it because she seems to know what she's talking about. She's happy. She's got really nice hair. She's got a nice flat. She's sober. I'm just going to have to do it. And uh, all that sort of thing of fake it till you make it and all that stuff. I was like, OK, maybe I'll just get it eventually. I'll just fake it till I make it. And I just faked it and never made it. And after I think it was three years, two years, maybe I hit like a, a bit of a rock bottom in AA where I just was like, I just can't do this shit anymore. Like I'm going to meetings all the time. There was a meeting every single night in my town attended by the same five old men talking the same old shit every night. And I just thought, I just can't listen to you anymore. I'm sure you're all very happy. I'm sure everything's fantastic for you and God, but I just can't do this anymore. So I didn't go to a meeting for like two years and I was fine, <laughs> to be fair. I didn't drink. I was all right, but also I just did nothing to really sort of develop that sounds really cheesy but like I just didn't do anything internal or whatever I was just like living and I was okay with that because I was like do you know what I've worked my ass off coming into recovery with two small children as a single parent going to a treatment center during the day AA meetings every night I absolutely knackers the shit out of you I was knackered right because I worked so hard and I was like okay I'm just gonna have a bit of time off from dragging my kids on buses to try and get to meetings to hang out with pedos so yeah I just had a couple of years off and then a girl that I was in the treatment center with said that she started a women's meeting and <laughs> when I came into recovery as well another thing is like I was so ill straight away like I did stop drinking and I did stop taking drugs but like other stuff came up like I used AA like a speed dating like I'd go to a meeting and just I just slept my way around AA in my town 
not with those old men there was other people because I was still just so like just because I'd stopped drinking doesn't mean that I was suddenly fine and okay like I was still absolutely fucked up oh yeah so when she said about this women's meeting I was like that's probably safe <laughs> I started going to women's meeting and that's like where I found my home in like women's meetings just because I mean I'm married now but yeah as women's meetings are a special place for me because I am a mum and I've had to get recovery as a mum with children oh, it was so bloody hard so that's another reason why I stopped going to meetings as well is just because of all the gods I just couldn't hear these old men talk about god anymore and I was just like oh and once I started going back to meetings a couple of years ago a few years ago there was less of it around there was still like in the readings and things at the beginning but there was less people talking about that everything just depended on this magical man and I was like okay I can it's a it's a bit easier for me to digest now because the whole fake it till you make it thing was like okay I've been faking it for like what five years at what point am I just fake like I don't want to fake it what if I never make it like I'll come into like you come into recovery and people are like you can be your true real authentic self but then on the other hand I'm being told to fake it and I'm like that's conflicting I um I don't want to speak in a meeting and then when I stop sharing like that happened to me so many times when I stop sharing at the end of the meeting you get the people come up to you that like squeeze your shoulder be like it's all right you'll get it or it's okay you're, you know your time will come and I'm just like don't touch me um and I, that's what I love now now that I've found this part of AA it's like I can share and like I don't feel people are looking at me like she's probably gonna die by the end of the week and I just love that I love that this exists because I'm just I don't know if you had that experience where people just always looked at you like you were doing it wrong and people have been looking at me and telling me that I've been doing it wrong for my whole fucking life and now I feel very protective of like all of you and of our world because I don't know about you but I kind of had to really sort of fight to get here um makes me feel quite emotional actually because when I come up against people now that are like that sort of it's this way this is where this is AA this is the book this is it this is how you do it and if you're if you're outside here at all you're doing it wrong you're fucked and I've learned that that is just not the case now like every single person that I've met in recovery is like a real whole separate person and my whole sort of I don't know schooling in recovery of early AA and treatment center stuff was just that it is just a one-size-fits-all and the beauty of this of, of our corner of AA is that, that that actually just isn't the case like and I want to sort of open my windows and be like there's another way like because I just get so excited about it like when I see people come in and they're like oh I just can't because I can't get on with the praying and I can't get on with this I want to be like fuck the praying is okay like <laughs> you're gonna you don't have to die like you can still stop drinking and stop you're gonna be okay um I only found out about this stuff this secular stuff in a traditional meeting because a woman shared about it and I was like it felt like I'd been like punched in the gut like what because she'd been sober for about seven thousand years and I was just like I felt the vibe of the meeting change once when this woman shared and I kind of was like and you kind of felt everyone's back go up 
but I was just like fangirling and like sending her a private message like oh my god tell me more so I I do share about it a lot I'm always really open in like all my home groups like I you know help one of mums meeting and women's and the warm meeting and everyone knows where I'm coming from and sometimes I'm kind of like the token no god girl but I am okay with that because I just wish everyone knew about this stuff it, it breaks my heart that we're not more known um but I'm sure we're getting bigger already aren't we in the sort of year and it's almost two years I think for me being here we're getting bigger and bigger but um I I feel now that I've always been really secure in my recovery to be honest I've I've never really looked back because I knew that I had to do it and now that people you lot around me are kind of doing the same thing it's even it's like I've got more acceptance of myself of how I'm doing it even I don't need other people to say that I'm doing it okay do you know what I mean because we're all doing it this secular kind of way it doesn't feel like I'm just on my own now I'm that one girl who just doesn't get God there's actually loads of us that are sober and thriving and amazing and uh that's what I wanted I wanted that connection I wanted that group I wanted the family I wanted the sisters I wanted everything like that and that's what I've got that's what I get now in these meetings with people like you that's all I've ever wanted and I got it yay <laughs> got it I got it um so yeah that's it that's really that's really all I've got to say and I hope that that was all right thanks for listening to me oh cheers Kate thank you and um, if that's the first time you met Kate why don't you love her that's the only question I have for you uh, yeah, excellent stuff, Kate. Thank you ever so much.